What is a Chief Information Security Officer? Welcome to the Exploring Information Security Podcast, where you will learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I'm your host, Timothy DeBlock, and in this episode, we will be exploring what is a Chief Information Security Officer. And with me to do that today is my returning co-host, Adam Twitty, and the Director of Solutions Research at Acuvant, the White Rabbit, Rafael Los. Howdy, howdy. Hey, how are, how are you doing this fine evening? I am Brilliant. <laughs> All right, so let's let's go ahead and just kick it off, get in right into it. What is a chief information security officer, otherwise known as CISO? So your CISOs, um, and it, this is sort of varied, right? It's kind of like a there's no there's no cookie cutter, but what a CISO generally aspires to is it's the lead uh, role responsible for the information security or cybersecurity aspect of an organization. Uh, in some organizations, this is this person is a, a director. Some of them, they're a VP. Some of them, they're an actual executive, which is the uh, hence the confusion behind the chief information security officer. Um, it, it's still pretty rare to find security as an officer of the company. So it's just, you know, it's I guess it's kind of a more of a cosmetic thing. But um, uh, yes, it is. Uh, it's the person responsible for the corporate welfare and well-being on the cyber side, ish. So who should fill the CISO role? Well, <laughs> how much time you got? Um, <laughs> so depending on who you ask, um, this is one of those questions that's been debated more times than I've got time to, to rehash. But essentially, there's two schools of thought. Either the information security leader, director, VP, CISO um, is somebody that came up through the ranks, uh, started as a you know engineer, pen tester, moved up became a, uh, a from a practitioner to a manager or a business executive that uh, becomes knowledgeable on security matters and uh, joins an organization to lead that effort. Um, there are those are two very divergent schools of thought and it's like starting a holy war over uh, when you ask that question out there. A couple of years ago I started it and I think about 500 tweets later uh, we were no closer to a, the solution or the answer but boy lots of people got angry. So I mean it, it, and it sounds like the CISO uh, you know who should fill that role and, and who you know where they should report is still very much up for debate. You know what what I guess what needs to be done to kind of get there to kind of define the role a little bit more, or is it more of a you said? And I think you said it earlier is that it's not really a cookie cutter spec. So I mean, how do you approach defining that role? Oh, <laughs> raspberries. Um, <laughs> essentially, look, it, it it really matters uh, how, how that's defined at the organization you work for matters. Um, it's directly related to the kind of company profile you you have. So if you are a, uh, you know, if you're a financial company, you'll probably be a VP or well, I guess everybody's a VP, but you'll you'll be an officer, right? Hopefully, um, if you're in, you know, if you're like industrial manufacturing, um, you know, you, you'll have a background in, in in that company. You should at least have a background in that company in, in the in the market that you're in, the market space that you're in, um, and it's I think uh, requires a, a tremendous amount of leadership skill, the ability to convert 
complex um, technical thought and ideas into um, business speak and the mythical uh, unicorn of understanding risk. Um, which let's face it, uh, it's like a friend of mine says, like sex in high school, everybody talks about it, but nobody can actually do it. Um, there's a whole lot of different, uh, there's a whole lot of different ways to set up information security to see so. Uh, but I think, I really think that, you know, the definition of one or, or how it's defined in, in that organization uh, really depends on what the company values and what's important to them and how you, um, how do you think you're going to fit in? It's a fit question more than anything, honestly. Adam, did you have any questions? You always keep rolling. Uh, keep rolling. I'm, I'm, I have a few questions, but I want you to keep going for the moment. Okay. What, what, uh, so why does an organization need a CISO in the first place? That's a darn good question. Well, uh, you know, organizations need somebody that is chiefly responsible for um, – the it's kind of the person that is the buck stops here for the technology side of the risk equation. So somebody that handles enterprise risk management from a technology perspective, right? That reports into ERM or adds into the ERM function. Um, you know, you 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 need a CISO uh, to be the person that is strong-willed to basically be able to um, to stand and and be accountable, right? Um, but also have the wherewithal to make the tough decisions on what's necessary, what's not necessary. And how do you define necessary and proper? How do you know when you've done enough? How do you define good enough? You know, how, how do you know when you've spent enough on security? Those types of topics. Um, those are your roles and responsibilities. It's certainly not a simple thing. Would it be would it be better in your opinion to promote a CISA from within or kind of go outside and and get the right person for the job? Uh, and and I know you said that they have to have some kind of experience within that organization's function. Or my does, so, what's that? Well, I was going to say, or uh, does it depend on whether or not there's been a CISO there before? So if there's been a CISO there before. Uh, you know, I don't know if that if that really matters. Um, it, it, certainly, you have a much bigger challenge if, if there's not been a CISO there before. But that's not to say that I haven't met several CISOs, um, you know, that I've that I personally know that have um, taken the job and realized a person before them was either a hand puppet um, or sort of a cast with a friendly ghost, where they're just you know they're there but nobody cares and nobody can see them and they're basically invisible. Um, that's challenging, right? So I would say it's tough to be the outsider because part of it, those that work in security already know, um, unless you simply don't care about, you know, the organization you work with and you want to keep your head down and pen test, um, and that's all you I mean, or, you know, hack or whatever it is that you do. Um, but if you work in an enterprise, you have to care about corporate politics, whether you like it or not, right? Um, whether it's a company of 10 people or 10,000, corporate politics is always there. Uh, who reports to who, you know, where the power center is, how to talk to this person to get them to convince this other person to do this thing that you want them to do but they don't want to do, that kind of stuff. Um, there's always there's always the um, the challenge of coming in and, and being the new guy. Um, in some certain cases, it's great to be the new guy because everybody will you know it's like the nobody believes you know the internal person could be saying it for five years. The consultant comes in and says it once and it's gospel. Sometimes that helps, right, to be the outsider. But I would say you're probably um, 
I think you're probably better off being promoted from within under the assumption that you've got some business experience and you have a good technical savvy. Okay. So yeah, no. Uh, so I, I guess coming in say if you're new or I guess even if you're promoted, what, what kind of powers and I don't really like the words powers, but maybe leverage does a CISO need to be effective or, um, you know, what kind of backing is this something that the CISO or, or the, you know, the, the executive or the CEO needs to be on board or, you know, can they effective, effectively work? Is it kind of up to them as far as being persuasive? So the kinds of things that a CISO has to uh, be able to do or, um, be, you know, the kind of responsive. So you have to have two things, capability and responsibility. Um, you have to be held accountable which oftentimes isn't too hard. But if you're going to be held accountable, you have to have the ability to catalyze change. And that's the harder part. Um, so there's a couple of skills that have that are first and foremost. One, communications, 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 communications. You have to be a communications genius, which means you have to be a PowerPoint ninja. I mean, there's no other way to say it, right? It's in a corporate environment. So you have to understand communications. You have to understand um, management. Um, you have to understand risk. You have to understand enough. I, my personal opinion is you have to un- understand enough about information security from a technology perspective to know uh, that your team is telling the people that work for you are doing the right things. You don't have to go in, and I don't think the CISO should really, uh, in any reasonably large company, be able have to be able to you know break into anything or demonstrate any kind of hacking prowess or anything. I think it's nice. I think it's a nice to have, um, and I think it's great that some people have that. I just don't think it's necessary. I think you really have to have the communication skills, go, go, tremendous leadership skills, um, risk and you know, analytical mind. Um, and obviously, you know, information security awareness and contact so you know what the hell's going on and that, you know, uh, and the ability to, to be uh, to, to make decisions um, based off of data and, and to gather the right data and to measure and to quantify. Right. So that, that there's a lot of skill set there. But um, that's kind of, I guess, the difference between a manager and a leader. Um, if you have a good manager, you know, people people do what they say. If you have a good leader, they'll, that they lead by uh, you know, they lead by example. So. Um, and and being able to to make the right changes and sometimes the answer is we don't we shouldn't do this it, even though it's probably you know, the secure the security person in me wants to say yes do this the realist in me says no it's not let's pick a different battle so it's also knowing when to, when to pick your battles and how to pick them Adam did you have a question I I was just going to comment on the fact that we struggle with some of that occasionally uh, at work where. Uh, yes, we could do this thing, and yes, it will improve security some at the agency, but there are half a dozen other things that we could do that are far better, um, and we end up losing those battles occasionally, and it's a little frustrating. Well, so to, that's the thing, right? I think the it's been a decade or so that the role of CISO has been evolving, and for a long time, and I think this is going away, which is great. I'm, I'm grateful for it. But for a long time, security became the department of no. People just expected that, that security people would show up and go, nope, can't do that. You're an idiot. Don't mm-hmm. even think about it. And so they've they've grown to avoid us. They've grown to laugh at some of the crazy, outrageous things you say. I mean, I, I wrote a blog post um, on my uh, my old HP blog a while ago that's some about Windows XP and sort of the risks that it poses by the people. But that's the fact it's still out there, right? It's kind of like... Um, sending an unvaccinated child out in their world uh, when you know there's a you know, preventable disease, whatever. Um, 
the responses that I got because somehow it made it made it into CNN or something, one of those little feeds they have at the bottom. The responses that I got just demonstrate that we in security have a long way to go because half the people out of the 50 some odd comments, which is incredible, right, are telling me that I'm a corporate shill that all I'm trying to do is make them pay extra for a new operating system and theirs is perfectly fine because their antivirus keeps updating. And because their antivirus keeps updating, you know, they think they're great and they're fine and they're secure. They don't connect to the Internet and, you know, they don't they don't uh, do any kind of, you know, questionable uh, surfing. And I'm reading these going uh, – part of me wants to smack my head in, into my desk until, I, you know, I stop twitching. The other half of me is going, you created this. <laughs> and it's painful to have that – to make that realization, to be honest, um, because it's not um, – I don't know. It's not. It's it doesn't feel great, right? This is this is our own beast that we've created in security. We we've you know that department of no thing has gone too far. Now we got to swing it back the other way. We got to start getting real with people and um, letting them know that uh, you know that we we're, we mean we understand the plight what they're going through. We understand what they're trying to accomplish, and we, there are we are trying to be realistic in helping them. It's it's just really tough. Yeah, we're we're not the bad guys. We're actually there to try and help them do it in a secure way. It's less about no and more about no, not that way, but this way over here. <laughs> it's it's guide and protect, or it's it's accommodate and protect, right? So, um, you know, I I I have this kind of nutty analogy that you guys may like me, maybe you don't, but it's uh, you know, you pour water. Uh, down a hill, it will find the path of least resistance, right? It's just mm-hmm. gravity plus the way it works. People will find the, the easiest way to get their job done. And if you make it difficult to do it in the secure, corporate-approved way, so the uh, ultimate idea here, uh, example of this is, you know, you can inst- force them to do, um, get a corporate device, right, you know, handheld, um, do uh, MDM, mobile device management, so you can, you know, have the ability to just, just shred their phone and at any point, read all their text messages, look at their pictures and do all that, uh, you know, coordinate their apps, blah, blah, blah. Or, as most people quickly figure out, you can simply um, connect to the uh, corporate exchange server, right, via ActiveSync um, from your own device uh, via an app like Touchdown or one of those, you know, third-party apps, and magically, <laughs> you've bypassed all the corporate sandboxing stuff. Ta-da! You win. Um, so guess what people are going to do, right? Yeah. If, if you give them the option of using 27-step th- process that takes three days to share large corporate confidential files, they'll install Dropbox and do it in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And yep. anybody that tells me, no, no, we don't do those kinds of insecure cloud things, give me five machines and I'll point out four of them that are. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think any 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 information security professional is very aware of, of what exactly you're talking about. Um, to kind of to kind of steer it back towards the actual CISO role, though, what would and you've talked about some of those things, and all this we're talking about is kind of just communicating and giving um, organizations a better way of doing that. Uh, what is and you said that the the CISO needs to be well rounded. So, what is the most important skill to you that a CISO needs? Communications. Communications, okay. And you know, uh, d- just just the ability to to, to communicate effectively, um, and I prioritize that. And I'm sure I'm going to get some crap for this, but I prioritize that over all your security and risk management skills, because even if you're fantastic at security and risk management, and you are the best security and risk management person ever to walk the face of the earth, and you can't communicate that for crap to the people that you work for, all they are is if, if all you are to them 
is if you've ever watched Peanuts, you are the wah, 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 wah. <laughs> hackers, hackers, wah, 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 wah. Hackers, wah, wah, in the background. That's all you are. Understand that. Be, you know, make, it, make your peace with that. And the sooner you do that, the more f- effective you'll be. So, so what does a CISO, what kind of experience does a CISO need to, to, to kind of improve that communication skill? So I, you know, I, I've, I've oftentimes told folks that want to get into security that I took the long way, right? I started out building white box PCs, so doing hardware stuff, and I worked a help de- for, at a help desk. Um, I then, you know, went into networking and systems and support and applications and all the other, and I was even the world's worst developer for like five minutes. Um, but once you sort of get all that, you're about halfway there. I then took, was a very briefly uh, did a stint uh, while at a, at, a, at a large company. I was a business analyst for a while, right? I kept my infosec job, but I moved over to the business side and did a business analyst role. And I tell you what, nothing will teach you how to communicate with people that you that you just can't quite get into their heads like having to do their jobs because then you're communicating with people like you and they don't understand what you're saying. You're like, I don't get it. All I want you to do is connect this to this. That's all I want. I don't want a 37-step, you know, seven weeks approval. I just want this to connect to this. This route from this IP address to this IP address, just make this happen. And you're hearing, well, it's going to take this, you know, this change and this change and three processes. And the, you're like, how is this effective? And then all of a sudden you go, oh, I guess I'm not <laughs> communicating effectively, am I? <laughs> right, and and that's the thing. That's why I say communication is so critical because you know there's great there's there's great managers and great leaders. Leaders know how to communicate. So what? Uh, and this is the final question here. What are the what are the different types of of CISOs that you see out there? Good ones and bad ones. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of figured you might go that route. It's a very open. If you want to end it there, that's fine. <laughs> no, no. There's uh, I'll I'll do this one quick. So there's. There's, I think, there's no such thing um, as a. I've never met um, a, a a truly. Well, that's not true. I have met a really bad, a couple of bad CISOs, but I've met CISOs that um, are all well intentioned, but simply are overwhelmed by the business side. I've met CISOs that are overwhelmed by the security side. Uh, I've met made some really really smart people that are great communicators, just in really bad situations where nobody, uh, truly nobody cares. Um, but there are, I think there's two categories, those that are effective and those are not right. And those that are effective have those, those good traits. Those that are not effective, um, tend to pout a lot and cause a lot of drama and complain about their, their, uh, you know, how nobody listens to them a lot. That's good. I think that's a fair assessment. That's and I think that's yeah. that's a great great uh, point. And that that question could have been what makes a good good CISO versus a bad CISO too. So, um, yep, that's I think that's a good good point to end on. Um, and that will do it. Hopefully, you learned something. If you didn't, drop me a line on Twitter at Timothy D Block or email me at Timothy D Block at gmail dot com, and let me know what you didn't learn, and we'll try to cover it in a future podcast. That's gonna do it. Have a good one. Yeah.